What's going on, golf addicts? It's the Tour Junkies podcast for the WGC Dell Match Play and the Corrales Punta Cana. We're going to preview some DraftKings. We're going to talk about your brackets. It's going to be a good show tonight. I'm your host, David Barnett. I got my boy Pat Perry with me. It's going to be a fun night. As always, we're presented by our friends at Fantasy National, the one-stop shop for all the stats, everything you need relating to the PGA Tour, um, relating to the Corn Ferry Tour, anything you need. You got you got recent form, you got course history, you got lineup optimizers, you got ownership projections for DFS, they got head-to-head matchup tools. This week, Moose has gone in and done something special over there at Fantasy National. And he's got your he's got your uh, your your lineup builder and optimizer set up to where you can make sure you get certain people from cert- certain pods in the WGC, so you don't have all these dead lineups. It'll help you get it'll help you get more people through the uh, the, the bracket, which you really need to make sure you, you do. That's key. So head over to fantasynational.com/tj. That's how you get your bonus. Fantasynational.com/tj. Sorry, not bonus. Your 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 percentage off twenty percent off your uh, membership weekly annually monthly whatever you want and as you change your plan the 20 percent stays with you tell them the tour junkie sent you it's the best place to go we've been there for something years i don't know they're great it's the one place to go and all the data is certified by the pga tour and shot link data so it's it's good stuff and i realize i say data and data it just whatever comes out of my mouth i'll say one or the other i don't i don't know i don't know what that means but i'll say all kinds of things yeah yeah that's what i'll do so, Pat, uh, it's a it's going to be a going tonight, buddy. We've got oh man, we've got our we've got our nut hut winner from last week from the Honda, and that is uh, Camel 07 uh, won the nut hut listener league last week. So, props to him. He's going to get a spot in the finals and a chance to win a trip to Augusta or Savannah, play some golf with us. And Scott Nielsen won segment two. Because that's another way you can make it to the final. You can win a week, yeah. or you can score more, uh, you know, enough points to win a segment. And Scott Nielsen won segment two, so both of you gentlemen will now be in the finals this coming summer for the Nut Hut Listener League. That's really that's good stuff. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Pat, we had a massive week. The Honda Classic. We were both on Matt Jones, the Australian winner, the journeyman, won, winning his second PGA Tour event. First one in like seven years, I guess, by five shots at 12 under. Shot the course record nine under, 61 on Thursday. And I, I saw PGA Tour pr- players say that may have been the best round in PGA Tour history. History. Well, you know, like there was a few years ago when the field at the Players' Championship was absolutely terrible. And Ken Duke shot like a ridiculous around and his he was like, I think he, he he like gained 10 strokes on the field. And I think Matt Jones was very close to that on uh, on Thursday. Yeah. I don't think it was quite that much, but it was. Uh, and if you like watching Matt Jones, not only Sunday, but throughout that tournament. How has he been? How has he only won one other time on tour? He I mean, the guy is an incredible. Bo- he was like just hitting this like controlled draw, like Low whenever he draw. wanted to oh. just. Section. low draw and like putting it where i mean he controlled his ball better than anything i've seen in quite some time and so it's pretty amazing that he's only won uh one time but it was a great win for us I oh. mean, 70 to one he was on db's big balls betting card he was also on pat's not that anyone really cares betting card at 70 to one it's the first time i believe that's happened pat i, I think it's the first time we've had the same guy on uh on the betting cards there 
and it was just huge. I didn't see I didn't see a whole lot of people winning the Matt Jones ticket, but we had it. And it was great to have a real comfy day on Sunday. You know, it wasn't like a big sweat. It was, it was just kind of comfy. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. I mean, I was sweating it a little bit, you know, Friday and Saturday, but Sunday it was so refreshing to just not have to worry about it. Just cash at 70 I mean, to 1. all the other players made it easy, too. I they mean, Wise it, was yeah. three, like four jacking putts and doing whatever, and everybody was just sort of falling by the wayside, except for Brandon Hagee. He had a great round on, uh, on Sunday. So, um, and yeah. a few others, but it was, I like easy stuff like that. Now, you know, it was not easy for me. DraftKings last week mm. was not easy for me. Do you know, you talked about the Nut Hut winner. Mm-hmm. I like to enter the Nut Hut contest. Oh, good. And other than the guy in the Nut Hut contest who forgot to enter his lineup <laughs> and got a zero, I finished right ahead of him, nice. right ahead of him in the, in the Nut Hut League. So. Nice. So you got to do what I do and don't enter that so you can keep all your prize That's good. You know, just in case yeah. Um, yeah. You, know, you have a week like that. Well, I also, I also, you know, I told you guys last week, the Honda has got some magic for us. You know, it's got some magic for me a couple years ago, hitting the Keith Mitchell bet and, and, and having a really good DFS week. But also, I'm, I was Vegas over. first round leader. And, and Vegas, Vegas first, first round leader, round you're right. Leader. But also, I was on like a six week in a row losing streak with my monkey knife fight props. But last week, mm. that ended with Sung JM and Lee Westwood <coughs> not hitting the birdie number. So I'm back on the winning, the winning ways on Monkey Knife Fight, and I'm excited about that as well. By the way, if you want to sign up for Monkey Knife Fight, boy, do we have a promo for you. You get two free months in the Nut Hut. Two free months in the Nut Hut, okay? Hit that now. You got the Masters. You got the PGA. Two free months in the, mud hut, in the Nut Hut. If you go to playmkf.com slash Nut Hut, that is playmkf.com slash Nut Hut, you're going to sign up for Monkey Knife Fight. You got to make it. You got to make a deposit. Then you have to play at least ten dollars in real money on Monkey Knife Fight. Once you play the ten dollar game, Monkey Knife Fight will notify us. It might take a day. Might take two days. We will get the notification for Monkey Knife Fight. We will send you an email with all your instructions on how to sign up for the Nut Hut, and the two months free will be baked into that. And you can come see what the Nut Hut is all about. It's one of the best places on the internet. I'll just tell you that it's fantastic. Uh, we have Nut Hut friends. We have Nut Hut family. And uh, we've got uh, Caddy John Rathouse, who's in the Nut Hut, giving weekly Caddy insight and Caddy advice. In fact, John, uh, pulling for him this week, he's, at, uh, he's in the Dominican Republic for the Corrales Punta Cana, caddying for Nate Lashley. He was on Lashley's bag last week. And John's in there contributing to the Nut Hut, telling the people what the courses are doing, what the course is like. So head over to playmkf.com slash Nut Hut. Take advantage of that offer. Join Monkey Knife Fight. It's legal in 38 states. The chances are you're good. Uh, it's a great, it's a fun way to, to bet on golf and do something a little different. It's not quite DraftKings, but it's not quite your typical sports book stuff. It's a lot of fun. So Monkey Knife Fight's where it's at, but really fun to have another huge Honda year. Uh, there's just something magical about it, and I'm really excited about it. You know what else yeah. happened for me last week, Pat? Is Adam Scott, my man. Adam Scott finishes T13, and all he had to do yeah. was finish T14. I just didn't negotiate well. Or better. Obviously, I didn't negotiate good, well enough. I mean, did DB call Adam Scott, or, or did DB call Adam Scott? I mean, it just sucks to be so right so, so much during the Honda week. I, I just, oh, I don't know. It, it's, it, was, it was incredible. It was a backdoor T13. It was fun to watch on Sunday. Backdoor. It was as backdoor as they get. He birdied <laughs> his last hole to get in there. 
Well, a lot of people birdie the last hole. A lot of people birdie the par five eighteenth. But it was it also is an fun. Easy birdie hole. I mean, in the morning, Pat's tweeting me talking talking crap about about Adam Scott, and then by the evening, I'm screenshotting Pat's sorry Pat's text, not tweet. Pat's texting me about it. Yeah. And uh, so, Pat, why don't you? You know, you lost a bet last week. So uh, why don't you tell the listeners what's happening, and let's go ahead and get that get that ball rolling before we go much further. Well, first off, what's happening is now that I've lost like three in a row, I'm very skittish on the whole betting thing. So <laughs> it's going to be hard to get me in on a bet unless I'm really. I'm not doing any more of these place finish ones for a while. Like it's going to have to be something different. I don't feel like I'm negotiating well, well enough uh, with okay. these. Well, you need to think about that. We won't okay, do like, one this week, but. You need to think about that. I mean, when you lose it by one spot, or really technically two spots, you're not negotiating well enough. You should be, you know. See, anyway. I think I think that means we set the line very appropriately. You know, the line was was probably right so, on the probably money. So, but all right, Josh Kissler, he's he's but, saying it. Colt forty five right, so time, baby. Let's go. I wondered why I have this uh, little Colt forty five right here. Mm. Okay. Uh, I because I lost this bet, I have to drink this Colt forty five. Now I have followed through with every bet uh, that i've made with you and lost Mm -hmm. and for the most part i typically drink everything um if i start to puke though i'm not gonna drink this whole damn thing i don't think it'll be that bad um i think cold 45 is not that bad i've never actually had a cold 45 but i did get the original and i like how they like kept the i feel like this can stood the test of time like you know they try to shake it up cans all the time uh uh-huh but this one just they just kept the same so anyway let's go ted go ted the champagne of malt liquor first sip should be like real i mean it should be a good one like a chug have you had it on ice go Mm -hmm. and the verdict Hmm. okay okay he's got a taste he's got a taste for colt 45 Dang, Daddy! It, it must be if you were born in the '70s or earlier, you you've got a you've got the Colt 45 taste bud built in there. I mean, it's a classic American lager since 1963. Every time, damn, I don't know straight. why they just put every time at the bottom. Like every time, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Whatever your question is, every time the answer is Colt 45, Daddy. It's not that bad, really. Man, I kind of hate that. Hey, here's what we need to do in the comments on YouTube. Uh, type in for our next bet where one of us has to drink something. Type in what we should drink. You got you guys are really creative and clever. So in the in the comments on YouTube, we need you to 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 tell us what's the next thing we should drink. Because obviously, Cold Forty Five we thought was kind of gross. Past kind of liking it. That's kind of disturbing. But in the YouTube comments, tell us what the next beverage needs to be. We need ideas. We need ideas. So do that. If you're watching I'm live, finish this thing, I feel like I hope so. If you're watching live, we appreciate you watching live. Hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe if you're not already, and wait to comment till after. Now, of course, you can you can be active in the live chat for sure, but then also comment after because the comments help the algorithm. So help us out. That's what you can do to help us out. Um, that's great stuff. Well, I wish it were more disgusting, but you know, uh, sometimes hey, that's uh, you know, it, you're just favor ain't fair. I guess what it is, man. Good stuff. Um, let's get to what's going on. So we've got the WGC Dell match play at Austin Country Club in Texas. We've also got the alternate field event, Corrales Punta Cana in the Dominican, which the last time that was played was in the fall, which we hit, Pat hit, 
Hudson Swafford at 100 to 1, first round leader. And then yours truly had Hudson Swafford in the betting card at 150 to 1 outright. We hit both that week for the Punta Cana Corrales. That was a fantastic week. So here's what we're going to do we're going to walk through the WGC bracket. We're going to talk bracket. We're going to look at the bracket, maybe throw in a couple DraftKings thoughts here and there, but not, not too bad. We're not going to spend a lot of time on, on the DraftKings stuff for WGC. Uh, and then we're going to go into the DraftKings picks for the Punta Cana. And then we're going to have a separate show. If you've not already listened to that, the separate show is going to be the betting content, betting the WGC and betting the Corrales Punta Cana. Um, so that's how we're going to work it. I remember this, Pat, about the, the 2019 and 2018 and 2017 and 2016 WGC from Austin. Uh, the match play is I did not enjoy playing it on DraftKings. I, I definitely enjoyed betting it more. In fact, we hit Kisner in 2019 when he won at 80 to one. Um, I enjoyed betting it more. I enjoyed the betting the groups and filling out the brackets and betting outrights a lot more so than I did DraftKings. A lot of volatility there. You can be really screwed uh, because the favorites don't always come out of these groups. And if you don't get it right, just like March Madness, you're you're cooked on DFS. What 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 do you think? What's your exposure going to look like? when it comes to uh, WGC DraftKings stuff? Not a whole lot. I mean, I, most of the contests, though, this week are in the WGC. I so yeah. I think it does make sense. You got all the names. Uh, if you, who knows, though? Maybe, like, playing this format, like, all of a sudden, it'll, you know, since it's new and everything, maybe I'll just, like, morph into a good DraftKings player. I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> it's, I would like to, re- I would rather just, like, kind of live bet this event, I think this is another one like last week, like where you can kind of get into after if you see a few matches and see how some of these guys are playing, you know, maybe get a guy at a good number uh, if you think he's going to win the group after his first couple matches or whatever. I think that could be pretty cool. But other than that, I don't, I don't know. This is going to be a light week in general for me. It's just I, I'm kind of gearing up for Masters. So right now yeah that's a good that's a good thing to think about too is kind of save that bankroll a little bit uh on DraftKings for masters by the way david speaks in the youtube chat says we should get a nut hut bracket contest going well guess what david speaks our boy ac the yeah, i like to call him the nut hut butler he doesn't like that but i like to call him the nut hut butler ac has set up just that a nut hut wgc bracket and the winner of that bracket challenge is going to get a free year in the nut hut one free year in the Nut Hut for whoever takes down the WGC Nut Hut bracket. So check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you to AC for putting that together. If you need instructions, it's in the Nut Hut, and AC can help you out. Um, it's probably in a pinned message as well. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, it is. I saw it earlier. Boom. Boom. Okay. Um, let's get into these golf courses. Let's talk, uh, let's talk, let's talk just the, the Austin Country Club first. Let's, let's talk WGC first. Yeah, so Austin Country Club this week for the WGC. It is a par 71 Pete Dye design. It's playing just over 7,100 yards. So not a very big course uh, as far as length is concerned, which is why you've seen guys like, you know, a Kiz or somebody like that play pretty well here. Um, it is one, though, that you got to, you know, it's it's pretty wide off the tee. There's a lot of area to hit, too, unlike some Pete Dye courses like you see at Hilton Head and things like that. Um, but you definitely got to give yourselves good angles into these greens. There's a lot of slope. A lot of, a lot of the guys, like if you just like 
if there's one word that they describe this course, it's tricky. There's a lot of slope around this golf course. The wind can pop up in different areas that they may not be used to or just comes out of nowhere. So I think that's important. Um, but you do still have to hit these fairways to be pretty aggressive. But, you know, again, I think you got to putt extremely well on these greens that are Bermuda greens, but they're overseeded with POA, uh, which you typically get uh, this time of year as far because it's, you know, it's been cold and the Bermuda's dormant and things like that. Um, but look, when I'm looking at this course, the course is fine, whatever. It's a great course. It's very hard. There's some water hazards and things that you can hit in off the tee that you got to avoid. But when I'm looking at picking players, I'm looking at those bulldogs, those aggressive players, you know, the guys that are good match play players. That's what I'm looking for this week. Okay. It's not necessarily just course fit, you know, because match play is such a different animal. I mean, it's just so different when you're going one-on-one versus when you're playing against the field. So I'm not, you know, that concerned with how this course is playing. Yes, I do want to know how it sets up, and I want to know what's, you know, if it fits a certain player type, but that doesn't matter, you know. If this course fits, you know, Kiz, or let's say it doesn't fit Kiz, but he's still going against a guy that's a great course fit, I'm still probably going to go with Kiz because the guy's just a great match play player. I mean, he finished second here the year before he won. You know, so it's not like, yeah. you know, you really can put that much on the course for a match play. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this is just, a, it's a unique week. There's, there's definitely, um, I think it's good to understand the course a little bit. I think the biggest thing to think through is that it's a Pete Dye design. And we know Pete Dye designs tend to be a certain way. And we know certain players tend to gravitate more towards that. So in a tiebreaker scenario, you're having a tough time deciding between a couple guys in a group. You know, you, you could use that uh, to your advantage. I mean, other than that, from stats, you know, statistics-wise, I looked at off the tee, strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach. I looked at um, at birdie or better. Birdie or better's gained on Fantasy National. Just because, I mean, in match play, too, you, you understand that, like, you know, make a, make a bunch of birdies. You can also make a bunch of doubles, and you're still okay. You know, but it, it's hard to beat a guy making six, seven birdies in a round uh, in match play. That's, that's tough to do. I think form definitely matters coming into match play. I think we've seen that in the last few years. Guys coming into a decent amount of form, um, you know, also also you know matters. So I, I agree. I think the match play stuff is is a thing, and I think just like your March Madness bracket, there's there are going to be upsets. Like you cannot you cannot go down this bracket and look at chalk. You you gotta you gotta pick about half of these. I'm looking at about half of these brackets and thinking there's no way. So basically, what I did first is I kind of went through and said. Who are the ones, who are the favorites that I, I just can't get off of? Like, I'm going to play them. I, I can't not play them. And I, I circled those first. And then kind of worked through and found, you know, found some groups where it was easier for me to fade the favorite, um, you know, th- than others. So you got to understand that as well. Um, and, and you got to hold on because there's definitely a lot of variance in this thing. That is for sure. So I think that makes a lot of sense for me uh, and, and what you said, you know, I think definitely works for for the match play scenario, but you know, it's it's a high variant variance tournament, which is why again, I'm not a huge DraftKings lover here. But anyway, you know what I am a lover of is new wine, Pat. Our friends at Wine Access who've been taking care of us for a couple months. Oh man, you know they've been taking care of us. They got that new Lorenzo Rose Cali that Rose California. Uh, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful rosé. You've talked about it. You've, you've tasted it. You've told us about it. You love it. Um, and I, I just like how easy it is to go on the website and just 
pick something, you know, pick a pick a food, pick a pairing, pick a scenario, a setting, a circumstance, and pair a nice wine with it. Learn about it anywhere from, you know, $15 a bottle all the way up to a lot of dollars a bottle, you know? I, I like that you can do that. So the Lorenzo California, Lorenzo Cal- Rosé California, you got you to give it a shot. It was 2017 Wall Street Journal's top pick of the year, and 2019 also lives up to that expectation. It pairs beautifully with a wide range of food. It's the kind of rosé you'll want to drink year-round, just like our boy Pat Perry. So whether you're a wine lover or just figuring it out, kind of like me, Wine Access has something for you. Their team tastes over 20,000 bottles a year, choosing only the best for their customers. So if you don't know where to start, take a recommendation from the experts at Wine Access. And if any wine fails to impress, Wine Access will credit that bottle. Trust us, you're going to love Wine Access. We've been telling you about it for a couple months. We've been using them for a couple months. And make sure to try that Lorenzo Rosé California before they run, before they run out. We have an incredible offer to get you started. 20% off your first order, only available through our URL, wineaccess.com slash tour. The discount will be applied at checkout. Again, to get 20% off your first order and see our favorite wines, go to wineaccess.com slash tour. Thank you, Wine Access. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's get into this, Pat. Let's mm. talk a little WGC, baby. Uh, let's go by these groups and... I kind of want to just let's just let's just work through them. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about if if you got a clear favorite, if you uh, if you like them in DraftKings, if you think they're worth taking a stab at in DraftKings, you can. But I don't want to get real hooked up on the DraftKings thing. I just want to talk through the brackets here. I, I think that's what matters um, the, the most here. So let's start at the at the the top here, top left. DJ's bracket is what we'll call it. Um, you got DJ Kevin Na, Robbie McIntyre, and Adam Long in the first in, in group one. So you got DJ, Kevin Na, Rob McIntyre, Bobby Mack, and Adam Long. DJ's your winner here in 2017. Kevin Na, pretty good match player. Pat, I think this is for he me. beat somebody last in 2019 that was a pretty low seed, I think. Yep. Justin Rose, maybe? I don't remember. Yes, Rose was Rose? like the number two seed. Okay. Yeah. I... I tried to get on the Kevin Na thing. I mean, of course, we just saw Kevin Na withdraw from the Players' Championship because something happened. Uh, could have been his god-awful round. But I, to me, this one was a pretty clear-cut favorite here. I, I'm, I don't know how you don't play DJ here. And I don't think, it's, I don't think you try to get cute either. Yeah, this, this bracket for me, I mean, DJ is, is just by far the one. I mean, there's just... There's nothing in any with any of these guys that makes me want to even try it. No, I just I don't want to do it. No, so I'm with you. DJ's the one. I um and I do think in terms of DraftKings strategy, I like I found myself I found myself having a lot of favorites up top and then a lot of value guys that I think could definitely come out of the group stage, get to the round of sixteen and possibly even the quarterfinals. So I think I'm gonna be the limited DraftKings stuff that I'm going to do, I'll probably end up having um, a lot of studs and duds, if you will. So DJ at 11.5, I'm willing to go there on, on DraftKings, especially because I feel like it's a really strong chance he comes out of this group. In fact, uh, Data Golf has some cool stuff, um, some percentages, some odds of winning, of reaching uh, a certain round. Um, and DJ is a 42% chance of getting out of this group, which is one of the highest. I think it's actually the highest percentage chance. So it makes a lot of sense. I, think, I don't think you really need to overthink this one. 
But, you know, if you believe Kevin Na's healthy, if you believe Kevin Na's, you know, decent match play record could hit, you, you believe DJ, who's kind of been a little flat at times here lately, um, you know, you could, look, you could look at that route, but I, I just wouldn't. All right, the next group in that section is group 16. The 16th seed, Sung J M, Victor Perez, Mark Leishman, and Russell Henley. What do you think about this group? This is a tough one. This one's a little tougher. Yeah, this is an interesting group. Um, you know, Sung Jay, obviously the favorite. Um, but I still think almost anybody can come out of this group. Yeah, I really do. I think so um, and so I think it just kind of, you, you kind of sort of got to pinpoint a guy and the type player that you like on this course. Um, for me, I think Mark Leishman. You know, we talk about the wins, the Texas wins that we might get here. Uh, he's obviously a guy that's used to playing in the wind from where he's from in Australia. So I think Leishman could be kind of a sneaky good option here. I think he's, uh, he's you know, most people might not think it as far as uh, his, you know, his fiery competitiveness. Is that a word? Fiery competitiveness? 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 <laughs> yes. That's the Colt 45 in me talking right there. <laughs> Um, I'm going to use that all night now. The Colt 45 is talking. Uh, but I still think Mark Leishman can come out of here. I'm going to take him. He is going to be my my play out of this group, is Mark Leishman. Hmm. Okay. He's not going to be my play out of this group. You know who you could? I mean, you remember when Victor Dubuisson uh-huh. almost won the match play like a few years ago? Yeah, Maybe yeah. you go with the Frenchman, Victor Perez. You, you think he's going to catch uh, that, that fire? Well, I was just about to say, I kind of like Victor Perez here. But honestly, I kind of like, I, I mean, I, not that I think Mark Leachman's a terrible play. I, I do think this is a pretty evened, evened up group. And even when you look at the odds on data golf, you know, Sungjae's definitely the favorite, but it's not, you know, these other guys have decent shots at it. Um, Perez is the least favorite in terms of percentages on data golf, but we did see him just T9 at the Players' Championship just a couple of weeks ago. We know, he's a, we know he's a legit contender. Like, he's not one of these... I don't think Victor Perez is one of these flash-in-the-pan-euro in the, in the guys. I think he's a legit player. He's got a ton of length and a ton of ability. Um, we just haven't seen a lot of him yet in these big tournaments, in WGCs and majors. I think he's coming on the scene, and I think he could be a contender. I really do. So, I, I don't know. I don't feel great about this group. And in a, in a group where I don't feel great about the favorite... I think it's an opportunity for me to fade the favorite. So to me, that eliminates Sungjae. Um, so I looked at Henley or Victor Perez. Now, I think, um, I think Henley's playing. I mean, Henley's, Henley's hitting the ball well. He played well last week. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't decide how. I, I definitely think Henley's a good option on DraftKings. You get a lot of savings with him at 7,500. As good as he's hitting the ball. Um, I think he's a, an option on DraftKings to save some money and possibly come out of that group stage. But I think I'm waffling right now between Perez and Henley, and I don't know that I'm committed to making a call at the moment. So, but I think this group is up is very open, is what I'm saying. You know, AC's asking who's the 2021 Beer Garden. So Lucas Bear Beauregard or whatever. Remember when he took down he eliminated Tiger a few years back? I think it was. So mm. I think Perez could be that guy. I think he's got the chops. And he's not going to eliminate. I mean. Eliminating Sungjae and Leishman and Henley isn't quite Tiger, but if he got to the round against DJ, 
who knows? You know, he's a talented player yeah. for sure. If he if he knocked off DJ, that'd be pretty huge. All right, in the next group, which is Group Nine, uh, Webb Simpson is your top seed. Paul Casey, Mackenzie Hughes, and Taylor Gooch. Gooch, the Texas boy, uh, young guy playing his first match play. Uh, to me, I just love I love where Paul Casey's game is at right now. I can't quit Paul Casey at the moment. I've been riding that British man for weeks now, and I think I'm going to keep riding him as much as I like Webb. And Webb does just fine on Pete Dye designs. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I love, I love Casey. I'm going to give an edge to the Euro who, you know, uh, you know, you talk about match play being a thing that, you know, being good in match play can, can definitely outweigh talent. I mean, ha- haven't we seen that in the last, like, however many Ryder Cups for the most part outside of 2016? We were at the 2018 and, and 2016 Ryder Cup. The 2018 Ryder Cup, we had just boatloads more talent than those guys and got absolutely laughed out of Le Golf National. So the match play thing is definitely real. You can't ignore it. But to me, I, I'm taking Paul Casey here. I think, I think this is a, a good one. And I like the value for Casey again on DraftKings in the, nine, in the what, what's he, $8,900. I like that range. I'll take, uh, I'll take Casey. Well, I don't mind Casey, but for me, I am a huge fan of Webb Simpson in this cat in this in this group. I, I think he is a, a great option there. Um, I like the price too at ninety one hundred on DraftKings. Um, look, you mentioned Legoff National. Who was the only player that actually played extremely well on that course? It was Webb. Webb and yeah. he is a great he is a great match play player. It's true. Obviously, he's the favorite here. So I am, uh, but I'm still going to take him anyway. And I think that. Um, I think he's got a good chance to go pretty far in this tournament. Actually, I, I like the I like the number as far as the betting odds on him. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with Webb out of this group. Fun fact too: Casey in the last uh, five years has made it to the the 16, the top 16, three of the last five years. Good good match play record here at, at Austin. Yeah, I mean that's a that's going to be interesting uh, with Webb and Casey. I think both those yeah. two I think are. Clear favorites, obviously, in this group. So when they play each other, uh, it'll be a huge match. Just two very kind people. You know what I mean? I just feel like they're both... I mean, we know Webb, for sure. I feel like Paul Casey is, too. Just two really nice guys duking it out at Austin Country Club uh, for the WGC. So exciting. No, okay. Um, All right, Terrell Hatton is his group. The, The group eight? I can't read. Terrell Hatton, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Matt Wallace. This is an interesting one. This is how I kind of came about this one because it wasn't an automatic pick for me here. I was debating. Matt Wallace burned me last week. Um, I don't know what his... He's so inconsistent. He's just very inconsistent to me, so he was quickly out. Westwood did what I thought Westwood would do last week, and that is completely flame out. He's he's old. He's tired. He's played a lot of, lot of golf, like... Good golf, but draining golf over the last few weeks. <laughs> so I could eliminate Westwood. I think this comes down to Hatton or Garcia. Uh, I ended up giving a slight nod to Terrell Hatton. Uh, also, mm, come also, on, DB. All, let's what? get a little bit crazy here. I'm right, going we're talking to. About- I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay. But not not here. Not and probably not the next group. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I gotta give the edge to Hatton, and I also love him at 8,600 for uh, on on DraftKings at that price. I think that's a, a good value here. 
T17 here last year. Now, listen, Sergio's got all the record in match play for sure. And we'll talk about it in the sportsbook side, but looking at the sportsbook numbers, I think there's maybe a slightly different approach here. But if I'm going to make, if I'm filling out a bracket, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Hatton here. But because the putting, God, the putting, it's just so frustrating. It's terrible. It's so frustrating in a match play. You have to putt. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You have to make putts. You got to make putts on top of guys to apply pressure. You got to make the putts when they've made them on top of you to to keep the momentum going and to not fall off the you know fall off the track. And I'm just ugh, it's just so bad. I don't want to put a guy putting with his eyes closed, winning the group stage because if you miss it, that whole side of your thing is done. So I just feel like Hatton's the way to go there. I think that's the play. Well, I I think Hatton's probably the smartest play here. But I'm going to go with Garcia. I think, and maybe maybe you just get Garcia in that match play format, and all of a sudden he starts dropping putts on top of you. You know, we used to play, uh, we used to have a big horseshoe tournament Masters week in Augusta. Oh, and when you, when you, um, if you put, if you rung a horseshoe on top of somebody that did it right in front of you, we called it shitting on their lawn. And I feel like Sergio Garcia can shit on people's lawn this week is what I think could happen. And he's just going to be knocking putts on top of other putts. And uh, so I'm going with Garcia. I know he's, I know it's going to frustrate you with the putter, but I think he's going to putt well this week. Look, he lives in Texas now. Okay. He's very, actually he lives in Austin, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure he lives in Austin. I could be wrong. So I know he's got a lot of experience on this course. So I like Garcia here. And I'll go with him out of this bracket. He's going to be shitting on people's lawn. Explicit lyrics, uh, by the way, that's what you put on the podcast after you. uh, We don't have lyrics, but okay. Um, I just like to say. Let's go to the next group here. You've got it. uh, Colt 45. Colt 45. The five seed, Bryson DeChambeau. Tommy Fleetwood, our boy, Siwoo Kim. God bless his soul. And Antoine Rosner, who made like a 60-something foot putt bomb you know, to win on the European tour a couple of weeks ago, snuck in at the 58th uh, world ranking spot. So props to him. Um, so what are you going to do here? Um, I'm going Siwoo. Woo! Siwoo! Shaking, shaking that ass, oh. shaking that ass. See woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. <laughs> Forgot how to drop for that. Yes. See I like see woo here. Yeah, look, we've seen good form, and you know, I mean, there's some money in this thing. He's a Pete like, guy. guy. You know, 1.8 or so to the winner. See woo just seems like a guy that is, and he's just going to F with Bryson all day. I can't wait for the Bryson see woo match. I don't know why, but that just seems like it's going to be so entertaining. Dude, it's to me. so funny because we have not talked about this, but I, that that's literally the only thing I base my pick on. It was quickly down to Bryson and Siwoo, and you know what? Yeah. Maybe we'll get accused of being Siwoo homers, but um, right off the bat, I started thinking, okay, hey, Pete Dye, check Siwoo there. Um, WGC means big money, big big points, all that kind of stuff. Siwoo, he, maybe he'll care. He won't want to go home quickly. Um, so check there. And then third and final, I just said, I, I did the same thing in my mind. I created this narrative of Siwoo just wanting to just totally 
with Bryson, like, and just shove it right up his tailpipe and just uttering, you know, Korean things, mean, hateful things to Bryson under his breath about all the bullshit that he does and, and just wanting to put it on him. And I've kind of felt like this rising up in me, like Siwoo's going to like be a man of the people. He's going to like, he's going to like take care of business for us. You know what I mean? Like he's going to do, he's going to see Bryson's NFT announcement today and just be like, what a, you know, I'm about to, I'm about to embarrass this freaking guy, you know, and he's just going to do it. So I, I did the same thing. I circled Siwoo, even though I, I think Bryson should be as, and clearly is the favorite here. I'm going Siwoo. There's an upset. It's a third, it's a, it's a 13 beating a five or whatever, you know, March Madness. It's, it's, that's what it is. And I'm, I'm here for it. So, yeah, I'll go Siwoo here as well. Total agreement. Heard it here first. Now, the next group uh, in this, Tony Finau, Jason Kokrak, Will Zalatoris, and Dylan Fertelli. I can't make up my mind. I literally can't make up my mind. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know what to do. I, I think I want to go. Kokrak or Zalatoris. You've got Fratelli, the Texas guy, but I, I still went to UT. I still think I'm out on him. This is Finau, Kokrak, and Zalatoris. That's a pretty, to me, that's a pretty strong group here. This is a pretty strong group top to bottom. There's, you know, Fratelli's your weak like, man. You remember like Finau, Finau played to good. He seems pretty weak. Like Finau played good in Paris, remember? He played okay in Paris. Yeah, he did, but I just, I don't know. Um, <sighs> I yeah I don't know I think um, I like the value on Kokrak and Zalatoris on DK I'm thinking like Zalatoris okay he's in his first match play event another big spot for the young man he's he's had a break you know finally he's got a break from golf for a, a week he didn't play last week um, at 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 the Honda I'm thinking that's got to be good for him I, I just I don't know man I think. I think I'm going to lean. Let me see. I don't know what I'm going to lean. So you don't have a pick? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with um, Zalatoris. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I str- think he's a sneaky play here. I don't know about how sneaky he's going to be. I definitely think Kokrak on DraftKings, you should play him because he's $400 cheaper, and I think it's a coin flip between the two of them. So maybe I'll play Kokrak in DraftKings and look at Zalatoris for my bracket. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But I, I'm definitely torn between those two. That's for sure. Okay, so I'm not real conclusive there. The next, the, the next group is uh, head, headed up by Victor Hovland, Abraham Answer, Texas guy there, Bernd Wiesberger, and Kevin Streelman. For me, this is pretty simple, and it's Victor Hovland. I don't know why. I mean, I get Abraham Answer, good Pete Dye player, Texas guy, all that kind of stuff, but Victor Hovland is far and away a better player. Like 90 times out of 100, Victor Hovland beats Abraham Answer. I just, I don't, I don't think it's close. And maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's close. So to me, this was one where I quickly circled the favorite in the group, and that's Victor Hovland. Yeah, um, we don't need to even talk about this one that much more. I am with you. Victor Hovland, I uh, also like him outright to win this thing. So, mm-hmm. Now, you know, Victor Hovland on DraftKings, $9,400. Abraham Answer, 7700 You know, if you 
if you like to play that studs and duds lineup, like I'm thinking, like maybe if I want to put DJ in a lineup, we'll get to this guy later, but maybe I want to put John Rahm up there with him and I need, you know, a cheap guy like Abraham Answer, and I want to take the chance there and maybe hedge against the bracket. I don't mind that. Um, but in terms of filling out the bracket, I think it's clearly a Victor Hovland play. So, all right, next group. Uh, Colin Morikawa in the four spot. Billy Horschel, Max Homa, and JT Poston, our boy JT Poston with Aaron Fleener. This was a little bit of a tough one for me as well, but I think I give the edge to Max Homa. Also, tremendous DraftKings value, if you ask me, it's $7,400. I I really, I like the Max Homa play. Uh, Going back to Data Golf, you've got, um, obviously they have Colin Morikawa as a better shot to win. In fact, they even have Billy Horschel as a better shot to come out of this group than Max Homa, but I don't know about that. Max Homa hasn't had too many cracks at the old WGC match play event. I feel like he's going to be up for this one. Like Will Zalatoris, rested for once, like kind of taking a break, taking a week off, coming into some rest. He's been striking the ball so well lately. Um, So I I really like Max Homa here uh, in this group to come out and and pull off an upset. Well, I'm going Billy Horschel. Uh, I think you save, well, you save a couple hundred dollars on him on DraftKings uh, over Max Homa. I like the experience of Billy Ho. Uh, everything else, I think he's got that fiery competitor to nip 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 nips as well. And, and so I think, uh, I think Billy Ho comes out of this one. We're halfway through the bracket. You know, I, I don't know. Okay. Let, let's move through this one a little bit quicker. Uh, before we get to the second half of the bracket, I got to tell you guys about our friends at Tranner Gray. We just shot some content with Tranner Gray. You guys are going to freaking nut up when you see the new content that we just did. Got some really good stuff coming. TrannerGray.com. If you need, if you own a business, if you work for a business and you need some video stuff, you need video production, high level, I'm talking cinema quality video production, I need to tell you that, uh, that our friends uh, at Tranner Gray they filmed a bunch of content for us. Lately, we use them on something real special, like I said, that we're working on. You guys will find out sooner or later what that is. They know what they're doing. They do it all over the world. They'll come to you. They travel all around the world shooting video for a ton of different types of companies. They work with medical practices, nonprofits, Fortune 500 companies, all of the above, making promotional videos to help represent your brand. We've personally seen their work with the athletic apparel company, No Bull. And then they did a recap promo video for Bill Murray's Caddyshack Tournament at the World Golf Hall of Fame that was pretty good. If your company does any type of video production, I guarantee these guys deliver an exceptional product for you. Check out their site, trantergray.com. That's T-R-A-N-T-E-R-G-R-E-Y.com and see how they can help you. So uh, trantergray.com, check it out. All right, let's get through this bracket. Then we got to move on to the Punta Cana. Okay. All right. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Kiz because of the match play. Uh, Justin Thomas, Louis Ustase, and Matt Kuchar, all good match play players. This is a really tough bracket. Tough to come out of this one. This is going to be a dog fight. Um, Justin Thomas has only advanced one out of four times in group play. Kisner, as you mentioned, is our defending champ. Last played in 2019, the runner-up before that. I'm going to go with our boy Kiz. He's a match play fiend. He's just a menace. So I'm going with him. Um, well, I would like to go Kiz, but I'm still going to go JT. I just love how he played. Just absolutely ridiculous at the players. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go JT. Go to favorite here. I'm going to start the next one. Okay. okay? 
And I'm going to go with Corey Connors. Okay. I really like Corey Connors coming out of this bracket. You never like Corey Connors. Yeah, but I like him this week. And (laughs) I'm not going to fall for the speed thing. Uh, I feel like a lot of people want to play him, and uh, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to play Corey Connors here. Hmm. Interessante. Um, I think this is a really tough. This is a really tough group, anyway. Like not like the Justin Thomas Fitzpatrick Cantlay Reed group is all really tough. This is a this is going to be a tough one to come out of. I, when I'm looking at outright picks, I don't know that I want to have a whole lot of exposure to this one because I think there's a lot of volatility here. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. The Texas boy, WGC event. He's playing good. I love him in match play. How annoying is it to play against Jordan Spieth in match play? Huh? Huh? Just when you think he's out of the hole. Just it's not you... annoying when he's spraying it all over the place. No, no, no. That, 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 that's what sets up being annoying. That's how he sets your ass up. That's how he sets you up. He sprays it. And you're like, oh, he's done. Then he's got to punch out. And you're like, oh, he's not getting up and down out of here from, you know, 128 yards. I think yards. in a normal event, and then he maybe. gets up and down. No, I, I don't love know if it. he's going to do that in this case. I, I think when you're in match play, it's a little different. You you got to control the situation hole by hole. You can't just be like, and that's what Corey Connors is going to do. Like he's going to be in control. That's what I like. He's got a good record here too. I I like Jordan here. This is a tough group though. I mean, Fitzpatrick is playing very well. It's a great course for him. Connors Wolf playing very well. Wolf's even. out. Done. Yeah. Done. So Connors is definitely your best value on DraftKings for sure. Next group, for me, it was a pretty quick Cantlay. Um, it was pretty quick. I mean, Carlos Ortiz has a Texas connection. Brian Harmon's been playing well. Another, another Pete Dye guy. I do think Harmon is your value on DraftKings if you want to pair him with a DJ, a John Rahm, whatever up top. Um, but for me, if I'm filling out a bracket, this was one where I circled the favorite, and that's Patrick Cantlay. I agree with Harmon as being a value play, but I still like Cantlay to come out of here. There you go. Agreement there. The next one, Patrick Reed. Uh, that, for me, is the pick. It's match play. Patrick Reed. Just like Kevin Kisner, I'm playing Patrick Reed. I've witnessed it myself in person. I've felt it in my loins in person. Give me Patrick Reed. against. I know Joaquin Neiman's a stud. Not a lot of experience, though, in, in terms of match play. I'm not believing Cbez to take down these boys. Bubba's form is whack, even though he's a winner here. Um, I'm Patrick Reed, Texas boy, all day long. Yeah, I'm with you on Reed. I'm all about him. I like him as an outright to win this thing, too. So how could I not take him to win this group? So with you on Patrick Reed. All right, what you got for the next group? Xander Schauffele, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, and Andy Sullivan. Scheffler. Going Scotty Scheffler out of this group. And I know this is a tough group to call because I like X and I like Day. And Sullivan's got some experience as well from a Ryder Cup standpoint, but I think that uh, I think Scheffler. I'm going with the Texas guy. Uh, I like his odds too to win this thing, so I think he, he's he's good value also. So I'm going to go with Scheffler there. Well, I'll take Jason Day. I'll take the two-time winner. I'll take the uh, the match play, the, the best best record in this group in match play, Jason Day. Um, I'll take him to come out of here. Um, okay. The next one. I'm not taking Rory. I'll tell you that right now. Watch Rory. No. Watch Rory win the whole freaking thing. Yeah, he's he, he'll find something this week. I actually felt like this was tougher than I, I thought. This was tough between Cam Smith and Lonto Griffin. I know I'm a big Lonto guy, but Lonto's Lonto's done well for me. I'm gonna go with Cam Smith on the bracket. I definitely think Lonto 
is an enticing, enticing DraftKings play at 6,900. He's played well in tough events with strong fields repeatedly. The irons are great. Um, I think he'll be hungry, but I'm going to lean Cam Smith in terms of coming out of the pool or coming out of the group play. Yeah, I'm with you on Cam Smith. I think Cam Smith is a play here. Um, I, I think he's got a great game for this course. And I also think that when was the last time we saw him? Was it, I guess it was the it players. The players, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't, he didn't, was he on TV all, all that much at the players? Did he do anything? He finished he T17. Um, I don't remember being on, him being on TV very much. He finished T17. He was T11 at WGC Mexico, fourth at the Genesis. I mean, he's been playing great. The reason I asked about whether or not he's been on TV is just uh, what the mullet is looking like. Because oh, that can be, oh, yeah. the, mullet, the, the mullet game can be intimidating. Like if oh, it's really sure. out there right now, like that could add a, a, a you know, a hole. That could be one whole victory. For sure. Yeah, that's an intimidating thing to have to step up to the team and look at. This next group, I have no freaking clue. Like, Berger's still battling the, the rib injury. It took him out of, the, out of the, uh, the Honda as the favorite. English withdrew from the players, remember, like the night before or something. I don't know what his deal was. I don't think it was co- I don't think it was it COVID-related. It wasn't COVID-related. English wasn't COVID, was it? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, then you got Brendan Todd, Eric Van Ruyen. I don't know, man. I don't know what to do here. I think I want to lean English because maybe it's the devil I don't know versus the devil I do. I don't know why he withdrew from the players. I know Daniel Berger's got a rib injury. He talked about it after the players talked, you know, withdrew from the, from, from the PGA, uh, or from the Honda national or God, Honda classic What the PGA national Honda classic. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll go English, but I'm going to wait and see on this one. I'm going to wait and see, you know, get a little by the way we should mention the wgc starts on wednesday not thursday wednesday not thursday corrales punta cana starts on thursday wgc on wednesday it's a it's a good week for golf so have some you know have some exposure to both tournaments and have a great have a great week but i don't know what to do here do do you know yeah i do know i'm gonna go with brendan todd i can't hate you because i don't know what these other two guys are doing so, and I'm not I think Eric right. Van Royen actually could be a little bit sneaky too. He could be like that that high seed that you know everyone freaks out because he won a, a group. But this group is, I don't know, with like you said, burger injury, all that kind of shit. I, I just, I, I'm not. Anybody can win here. Just like throw a dart at this group, yeah. but hope it doesn't hit burger. <laughs> I don't know if that. <laughs> all right, final group. I this was pretty quick for me. It's John Rahm. I, I do think Lowry presents some value maybe in the betting markets. We'll talk about that in, another, in our, our betting show. But for me, this is John Rahm. And it's, it's not that close. Runner-up in 2017 when DJ won. Um, I, this was one where I, I quickly checked the favorite. Yeah. Sames? Let me say this. Sames? I, actually, no. Oh, actually, okay. no. Because now that I look at it, I think Ryan Palmer is going to come out of this group. He's a Texas. I boy. really do. He, he's he's a Texas. Not boy. just that. I'm not. I feel like I'm going a lot of Texas guys, but I Ryan Palmer has been very solid this year. I mean, and he's just like the t- kind of guy that has that demeanor to me that could you know, like if he and Rom are playing each other and it, like they're the ones to get, to win the group. Like I feel like Rom's going to get all frustrated and whatever else and. Palmer could just, you know, he has that kind of, you know, 
They're boys whatever. too. Remember they won the they won the Zurich Classic together. That's how Palmer kept his card because Rom put him on That's his back right. and won the Zurich. That's right. And then Palmer's had a resurgence. Listen, I'm always a sucker for Ryan Palmer. I don't know what we're doing. You're picking Ryan Palmer and Corey Connors. What the what the what the hell is going on? Um. Yeah. Anyway, I, right. I don't. I mean, it's hard to pick against Rom in this in this group, but it I do is. think Palmer has a very good shot to win it. Uh, all right, that's that's the WGC match play. Listen, you know, again, we're just not big fans of the draft King, of playing DraftKings here. I, I just I'm not going to advise you to to blow a lot of your bankroll on it. I'm way more interested in betting it. Um, unlike Pat, I, I'm actually more interested in betting it before it gets started. I mean, de- definitely there's some live action to be had, uh, but I, I like betting it beforehand, betting the groups, betting outrights. That's going to be a good time. We'll cover that at the betting show. Let's do the Punta Cana, Corrales Punta Cana real quick for DraftKings. Let's talk through that. Let's make this, uh, let's make this snappy, Patrick. Oh, I got to do the course. Dude, hit um, it real quick. I mean, we, we just covered this a few months ago. Corrales, yeah, Corrales Golf Club is almost 7,700 yards, par 72. Pass Palum this week. Pass Palum. Pass Palum. Uh, greens. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's something to pay attention to. This is a Tom Fazio design. And according to big Caddy fairway. John, according to Caddy John, the, the greens are pretty pure right now because he's there. He's in Dominican yeah. Republic. He wrote up a nice little paragraph in the Nut Hut talking to us about how the course is looking, how it's set up, what he thinks is going to be going to do well here. So that's in the Nut Hut under Caddy Info. Yeah, and and he writes some good stuff because obviously he is uh, caddied there before. Anyway, um, it all comes down, though, for this course. It is a second-shot golf course. It's all about approach, and it's a putting contest after that. Um, So you got to score out here. I think opportunities gained is a huge stat that you want to look at. You want to look at strokes gained approach. Uh, You know, the fairways out here really aren't that hard to hit, but we see – you know, not just your long hitters win this tournament. I mean, Graham McDowell won this tournament a couple of years ago. Yeah. You had Bryce Garnett. You had uh, Hudson Swafford's not, I mean, he's, he's decently long off the yeah. tee, but he's not, he's not, not known for being a huge bomber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when this was a web.com event or corn fairy, whatever you want to say, in 17 and 16, Nate Lashley won. In 2017, Dominic Bazelli won in 2016. So a lot of different players can win out here. Like I said, this is all about approach. It's all about, you know, staying out of trouble because there is some trouble on this course. And then it's a putting contest. So you got to be able to make some birdies on this course. Uh, And then the wind can kick up and all that kind of stuff. And we'll see there. And you can never forget about the devil's elbow. elbow. The last three holes on this course. El Lodo Diablo. Oh, I think that's what they said. El Lodo Diablo. Is that it? The devil's elbow uh anyway 132 players in the field t65 and ties will make the cut and that's it that's all i've got let's get it daddy i like that i like that the devil's elbow i'm looking at strokes gain off the t strokes gain approach DraftKings points scored and putting um uh yeah putting just putting in general because there's not a whole lot of past palm samples so i just want a little bit of putting but anyway, I, yeah. I think the main thing is, is form. Is it past Palum or past Palum? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think one of the main things is form. I, I want guys coming in here hot, ready to make a bunch of birdies. This is going to be a birdie yeah. fest. Uh, that's, that's what I want. So let's get started. DraftKings, 9K and above range, three GPPs and a fade. I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm going to ride the hot hand with Sam Ryder at 9K. I like the value with him, given how good he's played. Uh, we just saw him kind of get himself into contention on uh what what was that on sunday ended up finishing t8 at the honda 
I'm going to go with Sam Ryder at 9K. I'm going to go with Nate Lashley. You just mentioned him in the 2017 Corn Ferry Tour winner here at 9,500. Also got our boy John on the bag. Got to love that. But, but Nate's been playing okay. T36 at the Honda. That's okay. He's been making cuts, whatever. We like that for Nate Lashley. Uh, finished fourth just in, uh, in the fall. Finished fourth in the fall. So I like Nate Lashley at 9,500. And then I'm going to pay up for our boy. Where the hell is Charlie Hoffman? Where the hell is Charlie Hoffman? <laughs> Where the hell is Charlie Hoffman? He's 10-2. He's 10 He's 10-2. He's 10-2. He's 10-2. Anyway, uh, checks the box, all the boxes. I'm going with Charlie Hoffman. Give it to me. And well, then my fade yes. is going to be Brendan Hagee. I, I get that he had a great week, uh, but he doesn't have him often. He's wildly inconsistent at 9,200. Don't like the price. Don't like the value. No, thank you. Okay, wow. This is very interesting because we have the exact same GPP plays, and I'm not only saying that just to make the show go faster, but oh. Hoffman, Nate Lashley, and Sam Ryder were my three GPP plays. Yikes. And Peters, though, is uh, uh, where yeah. the difference lies. I have him I'd as fade my fade too. now. Obviously, he's the highest-priced guy, but look, this is a very weak field. There are a ton of players that you can play in tournaments on GPPs, and why pay 11-1 for Peters when yep. you have a, a ton of guys that you can play here? So I'm just going to fade Peters. That's probably an easy one. But there you go. Do you want me to start the 8K? Yeah, go ahead. I will. Well, I'm going to start the 8K off at 8,200, and that is Steven Yeager, a guy that we've seen play extremely mm. well uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, playing pretty well again last this, this year. He did miss a cut a couple weeks ago uh, at the, I don't know, they call it like the chimichanga or something. <laughs> uh, but, last week, but last week he did finish uh, well, and he finished top five. Uh, he did have a win last year. Um, a guy that has some experience on tour, has experience uh, on this course. He's at 8,200. He is number three in the field in scrambling, 24th in opportunities gained, 16th in par five scoring, and 20th in strokes gained approach. I think Steven Yeager makes a lot of sense here at 8,200. And like I said, I like his experience on tour. And then I'm going to drop down below that and a guy that we saw finish well last week, and that's Chase Seifert at 8,000. I like him there. Checks the box and approach, also in opportunities gained. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's a good play there. And then my fade's going to be Luke List. Hmm. Is Luke List even a good golfer yes. anymore? Yes. Is he a good golfer? Yes. I have, that Come isn't on. a legit question, I no, believe. No, it's not. It's a legit no, question. No, it's not. That pisses yes, me off. If we had more time, I would address that. That pisses me off. He's, he's, he's had a few bad events. Give me a break. He just won a Corn Ferry Tour event a year ago, and he's also had a he's, he's also had good three finishes. out of his last four. Co- is he? A, let me rephrase that. Is he a good golfer recently? No. Okay. <laughs> That's the answer. Um, all right, I'm totally with you on Chase Seifert. I had him written down. Love the love the third place finish at the Honda. Love that he gained eight strokes on approach at the Honda. That's really attractive. 15th at the Puerto Rico, a similar event, similar layout, resort course, windy, coastal, love that. 12th at the Amex a few weeks ago. Like, he's shown that he's got top 10, top 15 upside at a strong PGA Tour event. So how much better is this going to be? Now, I do think in terms of GPPs, he's probably going to be highly owned. That's a good value at 8,000. You may have to find a pivot there, but, uh, but I like it. Let me just say, I love the 8K range. There are probably four names maybe five in here that I like. In fact, 
my favorite lineup construction, you know, theory at this point is to just start here in the 8K range. Honestly, I, I would just live in this eight to set. I don't like a lot of the 6K. I literally have one name in the 6K that I might consider playing. Um, I don't even love the bottom half of the 7K. So like the 8,900 to 7,500 is my sweet spot here. And I, I think you just, I think the ownership's going to be diluted enough that you can do that. So that's my favorite. But if I got to pick another favorite here in this range, I'm going to go with Taco Supreme, Will Gordon. Mm. God, he kills me every time I play him, but he's making cuts on the PGA Tour, okay? He's, he's played here before. <sighs> he missed the cut here last year, but whatever. He's, he's been playing better lately. He concerns me a little bit, but geez. He's fourth in DraftKings points scored. He makes a ton of birdies. Hits it forever. I'm going to go with Will Gordon. My fade's going to be Rafa Cabrera-Bello, who sucks. Now, you talk about somebody who's not a good golfer anymore. I guarantee you Luke List has, has had better finishes in the last six months than Rafa Cabrera-Bello, and I haven't looked at it, but I'm just telling you I think that's the case. So I'm out on, I'm out on Rafa. European if you bring in European I'm, Tour, if you bring in European Tour, I bet, I bet that's not that? true. Why would you bring in a that's sub? Rafa has, no, not, I'm not arguing. You can't that. sit there and say that you don't think this field is like has some strength that a European Tour oh, yeah, yeah. does. No, this field for sure, but I'm saying compared to what they've both been playing, uh, if Luke doesn't play on the European Tour, he plays exclusively on the PGA Tour. From P- in PGA Tour events in the last six months, I guarantee you, you'd rather have Luke List and Rafa Cabrera-Bello. I guarantee you that. I disagree with that. When was the last good thing that Luke List did? Then don't tell me one of Corn Ferry event. God, dude, you're pissing me off with this Luke List hate. I mean, I don't know, a top 10 at the Farmers, a 10th place finish at the Farmers, an 8th at this very event in September, okay? A tenth at Jack's place at Memorial, oh, and then your win at the Corn Ferry Tour in June. Okay, so I mean that all that is better than anything I'm going to find if I click on Rafa's name. Uh, I'm quite positive. Let me click mm-hmm. on Rafa's name just for just to go ahead and finish you off here. Let me see. Uh, no top tens. Let me see. Let me see how far I have to go to find a top ten on the PJ Tour. Oh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational in 2019, 2019 years after of our Lord, two years ago. So two years ago, Rafa had his his last top ten on the PGA Tour. Case closed. Moving on to the second. Hey, he range. finished. He finished fourth in Abu Dhabi. God, that was a decent. That was a good European Tour event. It is. It, okay. it was. Yes. Okay. Seven K range. Let's go. Who you got? Freaking. And you just like Luke List because he lives in Augusta and he's a member of your club. That's the only reason you like him. Well, when has he ever won you you money? That's what I want to no, know. When has Luke List won, won anybody any fucking money? Oh no, he's lost me a ton. I've lost more money on Luke List than I can't even tell you. I can't. Okay, even well tell let's you. just go by that and let's not let's take the stats out of it and say, tell me when Luke List has ever won you money. Put it in the comments because it's never happened for me. <laughs> All right, so we can go by that stat. Wife, if we want his to. wife is also hot. Okay. Anyway, uh, going to the seven K range. <laughs> Cole forty five is uh, c- coming out. I may or I may or may not have known that the Luke List talk was going to trigger everybody, but that's uh, sometimes what you got to do. Okay. Um. Anyway, I'm going to start with Tyler McCumber at seventy nine hundred. He finished second here before, and uh, <laughs> look, the guy can make a ton of birdies. Wait a minute. Who did you say? A, Tyler McCumber, 79. You just love Tyler McCumber because you loved his dad back in the 70s or whenever it no, was you don't, started you watching can't copy, golf. You, can't you love copy Mark McCumber. You love Mark McCumber. You think Mark McCumber hung the sun, moon, and stars 
and you watched him duel it out with what? Who freak? Craig Perry one day, and he gave you a little, he got you a little hard in the middle, and now all of a sudden you like his offspring and Tyler McCumber, so you want to bet Tyler McCumber all the time. When is Tyler McCumber? No, I want to bet money? Tyler McCumber because Tyler McCumber makes a ton of birdies. He's aggressive as hell. So does Luke. He List. is. Luke List makes a ton of birdies. Luke List is a thousand dollars more in DraftKings than Tyler McCumber is. Oh. Tyler McCumber will win a tour event before Luke List does. I'll tell you that right now. If that happens. That could be a bet. All right, let's move on. That could be a bet. But look, Tyler McCumber finished second here last year. He's played well, obviously, this year on tour. We've seen him. I think you saw him on TV recently. So at 7,900, I like Tyler McCumber. It's a, this is, look, weak field Tyler McCumber. Next guy, Camilo, Camilo Vajegas, 7,600. I, I do like Tyler McCumber here. <laughs> Okay, Camilo Vajegas, 7,600. Yeah. Look, the guy is trying to keep his card. He's playing for his card. He's been yeah. in great recent form. You look at the stats, he is, uh, he's checking the box in strokes gained approach, top 10 in the field, top 30 in scrambling. He's top 30 in opportunities gained. I like Camilo Vajegas. I think this is a good event for him. So at 7,600, I'm going to play him. And here's another guy. Now, you're not going to like this play. And I think nobody ever looks at this guy. And he doesn't check any boxes other than he's a good scrambler. But the guy is just making cuts. And he just always seems to piss me off because he's somewhere like around the first round lead or something like that. And he's making cuts like crazy. And that's Scott Harrington oh, at 7,600. I like Scott I'm going to play him. I'm going to play him at 7,600. And then you know who I'm going to fade? I'm going to fade Joel Damon. Because Joel oh. Damon is lost right now. Oh, Joel man. Damon is Come lost. On. Even his caddy, Gino, is posting Twitter pics of back in the day when he had to carry a frying pan that had some kind of electric burner under it so he could make some chicken quesadillas with rotisserie chicken from the food line. I don't know what that so has to do with So I anything. think that <sighs> Joel Damon is uh, a fade this week for me. I don't think you fade Joel Damon until we tell you to fade Joel Damon, and I'm not telling you to. Pat, Pat is telling you to, but I'm not telling you to. I'm not telling you to play him yet, but we know this This has about, nothing to do with Joel and Gino, who I love. Joel is Gino, not lost. Watching, I love Joel, Joel is not lost. Joel is one who chooses. Joel just has to flip the switch. That's all it has to happen. He just has to flip the switch. He's got all the talent. He's got it. He could win this thing. He's just got to flip the switch. I'm not doing that yet. Uh, all right, the three names I had were McCumber. Definitely agree with you there. I'm going to play J.B. Holmes. Right after he pissed me off so bad, we were a hole and a half into the Honda, and he was causing Matt Jones to stumble, and I was so pissed. Mm. But I'm going to play J.B. Holmes. I mean, wh- why not? The guy was in the final group on Sunday. Now, did he shoot a $70 million on Sunday? Yes. But, you know, I mean, I think you play him. He did, he did it right for three rounds, and he's a P.J. Tour winner. He hits it a long way. He can score when he's hot. I think he played J.B. Holmes at 7,700. Uh, my final pick in this range, I think is a great value. 7,200 bucks. Nobody's going to want to play him, I don't think, is Vincent Whaley. Very good player. T36 at the Honda. T15 at the Puerto Rico. Um, played here last year. Finished 28th. I like Vincent Whaley a lot. Checks a lot of boxes as well. So I'm going to go with him at 7,200. My fade is my sweet, sweet prince. I hate to do it, but I got to fade the defending champ. $7,200 Hudson Swafford. He's not playing well. He's not, he's, he's in, he's in Rafa Cabrera territory right now. He's just, he hadn't done much since the victory. As much as God, he's got a special place in my heart and always will. You got to avoid him. Finally, in the 6K range, I like one name. No, no, let me give a sneaky play. I got to give one sneaky play because I just okay. had to fit him in. Peter Uline at 7,800. 
a guy who's been playing very well on the Corn Ferry Tour lately, so I think he's a sneaky play here. Anyway, go ahead. runner-up to Roberto Diaz uh, just this past Sunday. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go. I got one play. One play in the 6K. I told you I don't like this range at all. I'm going to go Ryan Brim. 6,900. Ryan Brim finished uh, 33rd here last year, 35th a couple years ago. Ryan Brim hits the ball a long way and is very aggressive. Muy aggressivo is what Ryan Brim is. So he's a wild GPP flyer. Finished T11 at the Puerto Rico. Similar vibe here. Um, yeah, he's going to score a lot. He's going to hit it a long way. He's going to be aggressive. If he can make it to the weekend, I think Ryan Brim offers you some nice DraftKings points uh, and some upside there. Okay. Well, I just finished the Colt 45, and so Praise now God. it's time for the Colt 45 6K section brought to you by Colt 45. Hmm. And I'm going to start with Vaughn Taylor at 6,900. I like him only because he's an experienced player on tour. And he's in 60, the freaking 6K range. But he's another guy that is, you know, he's fourth in the field in opportunities gained. Uh, I think, you know, he's a guy that can score. And uh, he's not an exciting player at all. But if you look at a guy like Graham McDowell, who can win here a couple of years ago and out of nowhere, Vaughn Taylor can also do that. I like that at 6,900. And then... Did you mention Satoshi Kadara? I mentioned one person. His name is Ryan Brim. That's it. That's all I mentioned. Okay. The fish. Ryan Brim is the fish. Yes. Um, yes. Satoshi Kadara, I like at 6,800 as well. 13th in the field in approach. Also top 30 in opportunities gained. And a guy that's been in pretty good recent form as well. Uh, you look at uh, his last few events, he finished um, 36 at the Honda. He was T49 mm-hmm. in puerto rico that's not really that good um but other than that he also has some good finishes here as well uh no he doesn't he's never played here. what was i looking at <laughs> colt 45 the 6k range brought to you by six colt 45 6k range by six colt 45 oh god <laughs> by the way uh the two marcuses that got to come to Augusta and hang out with us over the weekend, and we treated him to golf. Marcus Griffin won the uh, the Nut Hut Listener League last year. They got to they got the full TJ treatment. Let me just tell you, including the yeah, full Pat did. Perry treatment, and also me and Marcus Griffin, Sane Marcus, beat the piss out of Pat and Crazy Marcus. And so uh, I got this signed flag. I got the signed flag by Marcus, uh, by Crazy Marcus in the Nut Hut. My champions are. Oh, read flag. it because I haven't seen that yet. I'll yeah. read it quickly. DB, your knowledge of your course and and way to play it is unmatched. Your what the your short game took it one. Oh, your shoe game took it one level above that. Congrats on the nice win. And then this is my favorite part. Jose Bless, which is something you're not paying attention. Pat, you asked me no, to read it. You're paying not paying it. attention. I'm paying attention you, to Jose. He Bless. signed it, Jose Bless Marcus, which Jose Bless is something that Pat said <laughs> when he was hammered in the nut hut a few weeks ago, and he meant to say God bless, and he's typed in Jose Bless instead. And I had laughed about uh, that earlier. And Marcus, it was a great callback joke. He wrote it on here, Jose Bless Marcus. That's awesome. That. So yeah. uh, Jose Bless to you guys. Thanks for listening. Give the uh, give the YouTube video a like, a comment, all that good stuff. Comment on what Pat needs to drink. If you're watching live and the live's about to end, comment on what Pat needs to drink next time he loses a bet. So here you go. Check out the betting show as well. Let's go knock that out. 
TJ After Dark on DraftKings. It'll be a good time. Hope you have a great week. May your screens be green. See ya.